Oh Britney, bitch. Why did you sound so deep? <laughs> what up? It's not Britney, it's Louisa. It's not <laughs> Louisa. <laughs> we have a guest this week, finally. Ooh. And he's going to introduce himself right now. <laughs> Yeah, and I kind of uh, got that shady comment on the last podcast. Like, yeah, he did. But I was like, <laughs> I literally told you I was working. <laughs> you said I bailed on you. Throwing but no. shade. If you uh, think it's about you, it probably is. I know. Hey, back That's to our okay. first episode. <laughs> and like every other episode you? in between. It is. So, but no, uh, my name's Marcus. Um, I'm not as fun as Casey and Louisa. I don't work Fun in, is a strong word. <laughs> I don't work and live in the fitness environment. I just thrive there because um, I'm... The neighborhood favorite juice head over at Iron Asylum, Kempsville. Juice head that doesn't do juice. <laughs> juice head that doesn't do juice, yes. Juice for um, juice Born and raised here in Virginia Beach. Been here my whole life. Been through a fuck ton of shit over the past six years that we're probably going to talk about today. And I'm a diamond distributor. Just holla at me if you need some jewelry. Holla at your boy. Pretty much. Which works out because Marcus wants to marry me, so... He's already got a ring and everything. It's perfect. Literally hasn't even told me exactly what ring she wants either. So wow, Casey, you have and all the options. Honestly, I know. Do you even want a diamond though? I mean, like, listen, I'm just very overwhelming. <laughs> <laughs> Today's <clears throat> topic is a little bit more on the serious side than talking about if you'd rather have pubes for teeth or teeth for pubes. <laughs> we didn't just talk about that though. <laughs> um, we're gonna talk about a couple of more in-depth conversations um so marcus how about you just take it away take it away that was a good snap today's topic is going to be all about codependency mental uh, dependencies and addictions hey, snap so, um i'm actually gonna go ahead and kick this off by talking about something that i haven't really been open with um to very many people around me um but that is with my previous encounters with uh illegal and controlled substances over the past couple years um, and everybody who knows addiction is basically like, yes, you understand it's a mental addiction, but it turns into a thing of what I really want to talk about today was how you function when you don't have that X, yeah. Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. Um, but, um, over the past, I think it was 2000 from 2000 and beginning of 2017 to about June, the beginning of June of 2018. Um, I was on a down downward spiral. What was the, what was it? Um, the title of one of your episodes where it was like, uh, Walking Dumpster Fire, that's what it was. A dumpster fire, but not a cool one. Not a cool one. Oh, it definitely wasn't a cool one. <laughs> if you take the Virginia Beach landfill and turn it on fire, that's basically what my life was for a year and a half. So, um, that's also when I met you. Yeah, it was bad. It was really bad. It was like, not, it was not cute. <laughs> it was not. It was really bad. Um, for those of you who know, or who were around me in that time, can you can ask any of them. The, they can tell you the drug of choice that I was on. I'm not going to go on to... Uh, not gonna go on and say because you can figure that out on your own yeah um, and it's illegal so that would be stupid very illegal and that you know you know it's funny um i tell my cop friends about my past and they're like yeah you definitely would have went to jail <laughs> i was like well thank god shout out, shout out john dom <laughs> so, uh, but um but um it was bad uh it was just it was it was something that um was prominent to me in the industry that i was in it was just easy accessible and it was more so me being on the wave of of stuff because i didn't want to be the the fucking square out of the group that like didn't do shit didn't do drugs and party yeah yeah i mean we were, we were bartending we all the we'd all work from nine to about three in the morning and then now it's our time to party and next thing you know it's nine o'clock in the morning i have to go to my day job i'm going to my day job with dark circles and i'm just like 
You should see the, the face he's making right now. It's pretty like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> just trying to drive to work, and you're just like, bro, I haven't gone to fucking sleep yet. I'm going to go to bed. Fuck, I'm not going to go to bed until about 8 o'clock tonight, but I have to fucking work tonight. Well, we're going to start all this all over again. And then that's how it started. It just went straight downhill from there. Um, the size I am now, I know you guys can't see on the podcast, but um, I'm a pretty large individual. Put it, put it this way. You can't miss me if you see me in public. Marcus is a big bitch. <laughs> I want to say big bitch. But, <laughs> but it was, it, it was, uh, uh, I was, I was probably the smallest I've ever been since high school. I was broke, damn near homeless, and I didn't have, I didn't know which way was up at the point. And um, one day I just woke up and was like, I don't want to do this anymore, mm-hmm. you know? And a lot of people would tell you that would be like, yo, you probably should have went to rehab and you went to rehab, but you did it with all out. The thing that I take a lot of pride in is I did it without rehab. Yeah. A lot of people go to rehab just because of the fact of they need somebody else to tell them or to try to isolate. Like the structure of it, yeah. yeah. I was just, I mean, I'm thankful that I had one of my best friends, Mr. Uh, Roland Tillar. Hey. At RK Tillar on Instagram, if y'all want to holler at him, follow him. He's a great mentor. He's not that cool, don't follow him. <laughs> just kidding, love you, Roland. <laughs> <laughs> great mentor, great um, great guy. Um, he's actually one who helped me through a lot of that. Yeah. And uh, who, who saw the progression, or the regression, and then progression in my life at the same time. Um, but... He's just all about, bro, you have to fucking do it. Yeah. And that's basically how, from that point on in my life, is where I've taken any kind of addiction or mental dependency um, out of my life. And I'm just like, just fucking do it, dude. And that's translated over into how I, now I'm back in the gym, how I cycle my pre-workouts. Because, well, I just do it because I like caffeine now. But <laughs> I'm trying, <laughs> I'm going to cycle off of that here soon. <laughs> and try to, I'm just going to fucking push through a workout and be like, you're not a bitch, you don't need caffeine. <laughs> That's the bravest thing anyone's ever done. Honestly, like, I know I've done it a couple times, but it's like, it it sucks. I know that you broke, like, drug addiction, but, like, this is way. I really. Yes. It really is, though. Like, caffeine? Caffeine is hard. I've done it a couple times in the past. It was not, it was straight up not a good time, bro. Like, I'm not gonna lie to you, it was not a good time, but it's something. For your when you when you look at the the health side of it, it is actually something that you really do need to take into consideration as far as your like adrenal system and your adrenal care and stuff like that. So, so some of these pre workouts have like four hundred to five hundred milligrams of caffeine in them. Yeah, yeah I want to snort them. Never in my life will I ever take a break from caffeine. I'm addicted, and I will drink it for the rest of my life until my heart explodes. Okay, thanks, bye. And that's that on that. Glad we cleared that's that up. Next that. topic. <laughs> have to tell some people like you know when they buy certain pre-workouts like you should actually cycle off this because there's yeah, some of them are so insane. much caffeine in it so many stims in it yeah whenever i go see mac at the at, at vb not yours Fuck not pa honestly at vbnc um, well this podcast is over you can see yourself out fucking leaving <laughs> but no like whenever i go see mac or yeah because mac's pretty much the only one i go see i've seen hazy's like once i haven't seen andre since he took over your store mm-hmm. Um, and I see Trey every now and again when I go to work. But every time I see Mac and I'm in there, I literally walk in there with no intention of buying anything. Like I'll like I'll go there tomorrow. I'm I'm fully loaded on everything. My protein, my pre work, I'm int- I'm fully loaded on everything. I'll walk in there, I'll probably spend another hundred and twenty dollars. <laughs> yeah, that's that that's how bad it is over there. But like I'll just be sitting there and Mac will be like like me and Mac will be talking and somebody else will walk in and they'll have, they'll have questions about pre workout and stuff. And a lot of the times the question is so Equivalent to cups of coffee. How many is this? Oh my this? god, yeah. And then Mac will be like, "Well, that's about four with the two double shots." He's like, "Do you drink a lot of coffee?" Like, yeah. 
Yeah, take half of that. Yeah. <laughs> and no, then honestly, go back to another we one. We just got a new one in that has I, more caffeine than I've ever seen in any substance ever, oh I swear. God. I think it's called like Assassin. Yeah, and then... Are you the, going <laughs> to bring us that? And the funny... But see, the funniest thing about that was that specific day I was talking about, after that customer left, I was like, so Max, so like, in my comparison, how much do I need to take of that? He's like, bro, you need like three scoops. Like, <laughs> I was like, what? He was like, yeah, bro, you're on dick punch. He's like, and he's like, is it actually doing anything for you? I was like... At this point right now, bro, it's just I'm taking it because it, I, it in my mind it's telling me that it's doing something. Yeah. Right. It's like and a then, mental thing. And then Matt goes and pulls out full power, which is cocaine in a capsule. <laughs> and he's like, here, add this to it. I was like, okay. So I guess I'm taking all this caffeine for a workout then. <clears throat> but yeah. Uh, caffeine. That's the next That's, that's the, next, the thing. next thing. And I can tell, and I can tell, um, I haven't done this yet, but it's actually something I thought of that's actually really funny that I should do to all of my female friends that were in college. Like, be like, uh, when they tell me that they're not, like, addicted or have a dependency to anything, have you ever stayed up all night or had a long day ahead of you and went to Starbucks and grabbed the biggest coffee you could get? Yeah. Have you ever started day drinking on a Saturday and didn't need any coffee? Day drinking on a Saturday and didn't need I mean, yeah. Like, woke up and was like, I don't need coffee, but I'm gonna start drinking. (laughs) Yeah. And next, and then what happened? It's four a.m. on Sunday morning, and you're and you're like, oh fuck, I'm fucked up, right? Yeah. That's the proof right there that you need that you're telling yourself you need caffeine to get yourself throughout a day that doesn't involve any fun. Yeah, I mean, I can definitely see how a lot of it is mental. I need caffeine no matter if my day is fun or not. That's so true. I could wake up and it's a lazy Sunday morning, and I'm like, coffee. I need yeah. caffeine right now. Really Case is also a twenty-five-year-old and. Or a, a 75-year-old and a 25-year-old. Yeah, that's big so. facts. True. I'm absolutely a grandma. So anyway, Marcus, I want to talk about um, how your chemical dependency translates over into, like, relationships. My chemical dependencies? Mm-hmm. Chances in relationships? Mm-hmm. Well, me personally, I don't really take a lot of relationships seriously. Except, uh, like, this last relationship I was in was the last relationship I've been in for maybe three and a half years because I was like I don't like first of all I was walking dumpster fire alright so I didn't need I wasn't gonna fucking try to put myself on somebody else and when I couldn't even take care of myself and then I finally got into a place where a, a, a sturdy enough mental place where I felt that I could open up and try to you know date again but there was a bunch of red flags with this last one that I ignored and I thought was still gonna actually happen Love and that. yep it was just yeah it was put uh, the blinders on baby yeah, it was like <laughs> go but my thing is like i try to i'm a very let's talk about it get it over with move forward yeah and if i'm with somebody that doesn't want to talk about their problems they don't want to talk about what's going on in their life they don't want to talk about this they don't want to talk about that because of a i guess a time restraint like yeah i get it we've only like known each other for seven months but like you seven also- months is enough though to like trust somebody with that kind of stuff and i mean granted i'm biased on that because i'm like an open book and what you see is what you get with me for the most part so i don't have a lot of trust issues because probably what i told you i've already posted on instagram along with my butthole so um <laughs> there's one <laughs> but in all reality though like seven months like that's a long time that's enough to trust somebody yeah uh, honestly like we've said multiple times three-ish months you can hide shit three-ish months after three that to six months is like you start to pick up on lot. shit yeah yeah you no, know, after that, well, once that three month period hits, is what, like, when people can stop faking. Yeah, it. yeah, exactly. Yeah. You start to notice more of the red flags and maybe more mm-hmm. of the reasons behind the red flags. So at that point, if you're not communicating about it, it's gonna come to a boiling point because right. the other person is gonna pick up on the shit that you're trying to hide. Which is what I did. Yeah. But I mean, the biggest red flag 
Casey tell you, the biggest red flag that I ignored was uh the age gap. <laughs> huge age gap. Not, it wasn't really a big. It wasn't. It's not that big, but, but like the ages are important. Like like what the, she what can't. Ages? She couldn't drink. Oh, not that that she can't drink, but that age. But the, yeah, yeah. She didn't legally there's drink. there's a difference. Like even a twenty and a twenty four year old. That's like kind of a big no, deal to me. Versus a twenty four year old to even like a thirty year old. I feel like no, is more feasible than like a twenty to twenty four. Because there's so much like change that happens between yes. high school graduation, your college career, and stepping into your like career field. Yes. So like if you've never done any of that or have only done half of those things, you're not who you're gonna be. Granted, it comes down to maturity level too. Some right. people do mature quicker, but yeah, I would say like like twenty two for females is when you really start to like hit your strides your a little bit. Out. Yeah. And a lot of people also think they're maturing because of situations they've been in, but then all of a sudden that you actually talk to them and you dig deeper, and next thing you know, you find out they they are completely not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true too. You know, so like a lot of people put off like good vibes too, where it like when you first meet them, it feels like they're really mature and stable, and then the more you get to know them the less true that it tends yeah. to be. And there's some people like us who people probably laugh at because we have a podcast called Babes and Bottles, <laughs> but I'd argue we're two of the more mature people. I'm not mature at all. Yes, when, I saw the, when, I saw, when I saw the title, I was like, what? I texted, I was like, what the fuck is this Babes and Bottles shit? Yeah, but it's amazing, right? And I was like, what? Like, where did you come up with this name? You know. <laughs> it was better than Coffee with Casey. And, and number two, <laughs> that almost happened. But then my my big brain hours big happened brain. and... Big brained it. Babes and Bottles. Baby. Big brained babes and buttholes. But no, Casey. Uh, going back to your uh, how my chemical dependency re- uh, relates to my like my, my relationship. Oh yeah, we're talking about stuff that's were. important. Yeah, let's let's we'll come back around. Let's <laughs> Full circle, bitches. All right, so go, coming back to that, like now that we talked about that is, uh, I love to be right. Yeah. I love to be right. Yeah. And I'll go a while. Like, have you seen Have you seen that meme on like the meme on your like page, your Instagram search page or whatever it says? Um, just because I don't react doesn't mean I don't know about it. Yeah. That's literally me. Like, I know, like, I can, I've, I've been around so many different kinds of people that I can tell when somebody's moving differently and they need to hide something. Yeah. Especially if it's somebody that's supposed to be, you know, I'm Close not supposed to be in a relationship you. with. Yeah. You know? yeah. When you start acting differently, I'm just like, let's start, you know, doing some, some calculations, you know, and try to figure something out. I'm just like, and then when I get to that point where it's like, Alright, what's going on? Right. And you snap on me, I'm just like, whoa. So either A, there's something that you don't want to talk about that's really bothering you, or B, you're using that as a cover up to hide something else. Right. Well, it's like the people who accuse their significant others of cheating when they're the ones who are cheating. Yes. It's like, because you're doing something horrible and you're so paranoid about it that you just accuse the other person. Yes. Like, I, we, have, we have friends who that's happened to. Yes. Yeah, I'm usually the accusee <laughs> a lot of times, but... Well... No. <laughs> no, 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 that's a story for a different time. But it's valid, Marcus. Whatever. Um, <laughs> for the record, I'm not a piece of shit. Marcus is not a piece of shit anymore. <laughs> Listen, I used to be a piece of shit. It's fine. I was absolutely a piece of shit. I was toxic as fuck. I was so, <laughs> so toxic. toxic. Oh my god. No, no, I, like my my drive to be right just consumes me yeah. that I'm going to pelt you with questions until right. you finally break and tell me. And then a lot of, well, well, a lot of people will, they'll cave up and they won't answer the questions and then I'll find out three months later and be like, damn, I'm fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, I, I guess you could say I'm an egotistical asshole by the way that it comes off. Um, 
I guess that's kind of true, too. Yeah, but I mean, extent. like, to you, is that, like, worth it, though? Like, is being right worth all that bullshit? No. It's ne- it never is. Yeah. It's just a toxic trait of mine. But is it healthy to admit that you have one? A lot of the people would say that that's something. Like, yeah, a lot of people would be like, oh, yeah, it's totally worth it. Or like, oh, I don't have a problem. Like, I mean, we briefly talked about before. My, I can kind of speak a little bit to the the mental addiction type realm because for me, it's not the alcohol. It's not the sex. It's not the person. It's not the food that's the problem. It's just like the way that my brain works. I have a very like addictive personality. So in relationships, I will kind of be like honed in on the one person who I'm with and they could literally treat me like shit I will ignore all of the red flags because it, they just don't matter they don't exist they're <laughs> fake that's a government conspiracy wait aren't you a Sagittarius too? yeah <laughs> <laughs> what red flags? <laughs> full seats full feet ahead full um, sense bro full sense full um, sense but I will continue to go back to the same person because it's like I'm addicted to that person. Like, and I'm addicted to alcohol and I'm addicted to sex. But it's like none of those specifically are the issue. It's just like the way that my brain works. I get one thing and I glob onto it and it's like full overdrive on it. Just because, you, because you feel like you can't find anybody better. You don't want to move on and find Yeah, like better. that's it right there. That's all I need. Mm-hmm. Yep. When in reality, like, no. No, <laughs> <laughs> no I get no. it. I completely get it. <laughs> Yeah, like November twenty fourth, baby. <laughs> I'm a nice yeah, like that, that's my Dude, it's problem. It's so horrible though, like being on the outside of her life because from the outside looking in, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Like this guy's literally a piece of shit. He doesn't give a fuck about you. He doesn't. He treats you like trash. He does. You cried on the couch eating sushi on your birthday. I did. Oh. Like, what are you doing? And then she went back to him like 8,000 times and I was like, sister. It was three, but yeah. yeah. You got ghosted on your birthday and then he texts you like, oh my God, okay, we want to hang out? Yeah. No. Yeah. No, No, I didn't hear from him for two months after my birthday. There was no like, oh shit. But then you got in contact and you were like, yeah, I love you. No, yeah, absolutely. I own that completely. (laughs) But I'll tell the story true as it was. I didn't hear from him him for two months after no, my birthday he goes to me on my birthday i texted him the next morning he flipped out on me and then i didn't hear from him for two months yeah he was great he was really cool but it, that's but that's like all the men that i select most recent one insecure as fuck wanted the cake but he wanted to eat it too yes. but he didn't want to commit to the cake and then he want to also have all the other cakes as well did we date the same person cake. it sounds similar it's right very but I, I get that I get upset I get get obsessed and I care a lot too which is a, another fault of mine it's it's a beautiful thing because I can care for somebody I don't know but I can't start to care about somebody and so if I see them going through something I want to help them but like that's not my spot anymore mm-hmm. and I don't respect that mm-hmm. a lot of the time like my it's one of my You're addictions a I'm a fixer you for sure be, you want to be that person you want to be it's not even that I want to but if I see the opportunity like I don't seek it but if I see the opportunity once again like it's like the addiction part of me like I have to act on it like, so all of the animals in the house are rescues and all three of the roommates that moved in with louisa needed a place to stay because of a situation that happened prior yeah so she's a fixer i like to use the word healer in <laughs> <laughs> okay but yeah yeah but that's my but once again like i i get honed in on one thing and it's like yep that's what i have to do yeah i'm completely opposite i mean yeah i want to help people but mine's more on the egotistical side of it yeah. Like, a, like a power idea. Because a lot of people for fixing, there's two different... And that's why I prefer the word healer. Because for me, when I 
like help somebody it's because I genuinely want to help them like I don't like I don't get anything to my gain from it like it's not like I can go around and flaunt it like I don't like that so that's why I prefer the word healer because I feel like with fixer like fixers they like to go in and help people but it's because like they get a power trip out of it because like you need my help like I am giving to you well that's narcissistic behavior yeah like I knew somebody for a while that like I did a lot for this person like a lot for this person their life was spiraling out of control and I kept sticking my arm out because they wanted to jump out the nest but they weren't ready yet and it got held over my head in the end of all of it like well then why did you even do all this for me and I'm like are you fucking kidding me (laughs) yeah (laughs) because I care about you like what do you mean yeah exactly so so that's why I preferred the word healer because fixer to me has that connotation of like I'm doing it because I want to be like on top and I want you to be like I want you to owe me something yeah well I don't want you to owe me something but I want you I'm gonna look at you I'm gonna look at your progression and be like I helped you get there. Yeah. Well, that's not a bad thing because, like, that can be exciting. Like, with my clients, I, like, like when my clients have progress and I like to be like, I helped with that Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. But it's because, like, it's exciting that they are happy and that they're seeing progress. You know, mine's not like I'm not going to take what you've done and be like, hey, look at what I helped this yeah. person. That's not what I'm saying. It's just like, yeah. it's like from behind the scenes, like, as I'm showing through Instagram, I'll double tap and be like... I'm glad you're doing well, buddy, but I'm glad I helped you get there at the same time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's not bad. That's not no, bad at yeah. all. But the people who are like, I'm going to do this because then I'm like, they get like a power trip They want it. the limelight of yeah. the situation. And yeah. they just want, they want to feel like a big person. I, they wanna I, feel worked, like I used to work for somebody like that too. And that was, that was, it was terrible. Yeah. Um, he thought he was always doing something well for somebody when the whole time he didn't even have his own shit together. Yeah. Um, it was just, he was, he was walking fucking three dumpster fires <laughs> three dumpster fires yeah, that's, that's a lot that's a lot yeah that's and, a lot and of dumpster fires but I mean I was like I, I related mine to the Virginia Beach landfill so I mean I mean that's a pretty large yeah space. have you like when you were going through right the I don't know withdraw if there were any if you experienced any withdrawals from it did you find other things to put in place of that addiction most definitely I got hired at the job that I'm at now two years ago on June 8th and I didn't take uh, from June eighth to December thirty first of two thousand eighteen. I can count on my two hands and two feet how many days I took off of work. Because for the first two months of there, I was I was still at my other job where I'm at Casey at, mm-hmm. and um, I literally didn't have a day off for four months at least. In I didn't take my first day off until my birthday that year, and um, that was it. Like I took like maybe twelve days off in that six month span. So, like, there was no way... And that's, like, days off, y'all, like, he didn't have weekends, like, nothing. Like, he was working, like, seven-day work weeks, like... I'm talking about I was at the I was at the gym at 7 a.m., leaving the gym at 7 a.m., or at, like, 11.30, going to my job at Newport News at 12, and working from 12 to 9, getting home at, like, 10, because I live in Virginia Beach, and waking up and doing the whole thing over again the next day. And on Saturday and Sunday, it was, like, I wake up at 8 o'clock to drive to work and be there by 10 and work until 9. Yeah. So I was there was there was no time for me to fuck around. There was no time for me to play video games like I do now. There was nobody. There's no time for me to go out and drink. There's no time for me to you know do anything. Another good thing about it was was it was all the way in Newport News. So I was severely detached from everybody. Like nobody could find me. Nobody knew where I was. Like I didn't like I really wasn't posting on social media. I wasn't really doing anything. It was just I went to work, came back. You were kind of an enigma for a while, like. Nobody really saw you. We didn't really hear from you. Like, I saw you a little bit, like, at work in the mornings, but it was, like, a client, 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 and you were out. So, (laughs) yeah, it was weird. And then one day, I just stopped showing up. 
Yep. I think the last message I sent to Casey before I found out she worked at Iris, I was, hey, do you want to take this client from me? Because I'm actually leaving. <laughs> She's like, yeah. I was like, all right, well, here's your information. Yep. And then, like, two days later, I was like... We're all in love that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> what? That you were just like, okay, bye, everybody. <laughs> Roland was like, the fuck? Oh, yeah, he was pissed. <laughs> Roland was pissed at me for, like, three months. Yeah. I think, no, yeah, for the rest of that year, he didn't talk, he didn't text me until my birthday. He said, happy birthday. I was like, all right, thanks, bud. And then... But I mean, everything's worked out now. Yeah. Cause, like we, um, um, I got my head out of my ass. So. Yeah. Damn, my head was so far up my ass. Yeah, you're a way different person than you were when I met you two years ago. Just man, how the fuck does this big ass head fit a, a fucking butthole? Yes, he's there. It is. Wow. <laughs> Marcus told us he wasn't gonna say butthole on this episode. But he said he didn't want to talk about buttholes, and I was like, what person doesn't want to talk you about buttholes? You can't be on base. Are you dating the buttholes? Am I addicted to buttholes? Not yes, yet. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think she's getting there. Listen, it hasn't happened. I've had she had sex. her. She <laughs> had her. Um, she had her gateway butthole though. I did gateway butthole has been had, but I did listen to that story and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> listen, that one's gonna go missing one. No, day. it's not. <laughs> no, it's, I was like, <laughs> that whole podcast is gonna go missing. Yeah, I'm gonna go home. I'm gonna screen record the whole thing while I'm I'm just gonna leave it on record and sit in the back. Sit in the back. And I hope the mic doesn't catch on and I'm playing with Roland. Like, what the fuck are you listening? <laughs> <laughs> so but no that was a, that was an interesting story i was like yeah no that will not be an addiction of mine i will admit to all of the other things that i can have addiction problems with but that one will not be one but that's the weird thing is um for me like i was addicted i don't want to say addicted i was abusing alcohol i'll, I'll phrase it that way because i stopped i made a decision kind of like you i woke up one day i was hitting rock bottom like every every day it was a new rock bottom and so I woke up one morning. Same just as you. Getting deeper. Yeah, I was like, "This is it." And We're I was like, like "This just is the kidding. day. This is it." Like I'm, you know, you're like one day's like, ah, I can still go to work. Uh, I'm still getting it. All right, it's getting a little bit harder. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> fuck. Fuck. Literally. Yeah. I was All like, right, we're not doing this anymore. Yeah. How does it keep on having a basement? I have yes. no clue. And so I woke up one day, something else happened that just put me even farther in rock bottom. And I was like, we're changing shit and I'm trying something different. But I literally like made a commitment that day. I didn't drink for a year and a half. So like, I don't think I was you truly- were so a- much better than me. <laughs> I don't know how so I did it, but that, that was my proof to myself that like, okay, like you're not addicted to it. You just like, this is part of your you're personality. Abusing story. It. Yeah, I'm yeah. abusing it. And same way with sex. Like I haven't had sex since June. That's fucking crazy for me. But like, that wasn't the problem. But my problem now is I had to find something to fill the gap with. So guess what? That's been food. So like I'm <laughs> food, like crazy, which I would rather be eating food. But she's than... transitioning out of that though. I mean, yeah. I won't give you that because you're like writing poetry again and you're singing and playing. I had a salad again. today. Yeah, no, you are. You are like. You're so much better than me. You're, you're you really will never catch me with a fucking salad. You're really figuring that out though. Like you're yeah. doing well with that. I'm trying. But I did the same. Like when I was sitting rock bottom, I did the same that both of you did, where I just woke up one day and I was like. Fuck this shit, I'm out, no. and I changed my life. Yeah, and here we are. Yeah, it's still just, a dumpster fire, but I'm a cool one now. What's funny is that you, when you start, it's funny that you say abusing substances. That's where your quote unquote dependency or addiction can start. It's like that's yeah. when you start abusing. It's it like that was when I like because that's when I found my my addiction was I was out every night drinking, mm-hmm. you know, and then I found something and I was like, oh, this can help me keep partying until mm-hmm. ten o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And then that's like, and it started from, you know, all right, well, I'll do one, I'll do it like whenever it's available to, hey, I met this guy, to, hey, now I know this guy, mm-hmm. to, you want to go out tonight? And it was just like, you could go out every single fucking yeah. night in a row and just, you know, keep partying and act like nothing happened. Yeah. And then that's when, and after about two months of that, 
was when the roller coaster just, you know, just, you know, that's, the, you know, Paul Sherry. And then that one day it was like, shoot. <laughs> and I was like, and then here we go. So let's just dump down this fucking rabbit hole and just keep going. See how far we can go. Yeah. And then that, then that one day it was like. Yeah, but you that's the thing though, is like the person has to decide and that's why oh, I feel yes. hard for outside people, like the person has to decide that they're done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, the, and similar to how she says it's painful to watch me go through my shit. Like it's mm-hmm. painful to watch anybody who you can see is struggling but doesn't wanna like see it. Yeah, like yeah. on like to tack on to that though, it's cool to see you like learn from it. Cause like even you started to spiral a little bit like earlier this year <laughs> where you got to a point where you were like having a drink every night or having a couple of drinks every night, and then that one time you blacked out on the couch <laughs> and it was just me and you and one of our other roommates. <laughs> 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 She hates country. Our other roommate was in this room that we're in right now sleeping. Yes. And we were blaring. Twerking to country music on the countertops. And then I was like, (laughs) I'm tired. Don't remember this. I'm tired. Good night. I'm sleeping, sitting up on the couch on a Wednesday. But anyway, it's cool because I got to see you like learn from it because you were like, whoa. And you just like, you quit drinking again. I did. And now you're sober again. That abusive phase is like, it got to the point where if I was going out, I couldn't go out unless I had already hit up. X, Y, and Z. Right, right. To set myself up for. It's like, so how much... It got to the point where I was like, so how much am I going to drink tonight? Because if he doesn't get the phone, I can't drink that Yeah, much. yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I was like... And then the, the one one movie quote that I remembered from one of my one of my movies, that, uh, one of my favorite franchises, The Fast and Furious. You guys can give me all the crap about it later because I know everybody hates the Fast and Furious <laughs> franchise now because it Ew. went from racing cars to saving the whole goddamn world now. <laughs> now you're the fucking rock who was the bad guy and now he's the good guy. And then Vin Diesel's small ass beating the shit out of yeah, I, you know that's a completely different conversation. But, um, <laughs> Getting heated over here. Uh, but no, one movie was uh, from uh, the Tokyo Drift one, but um, Han, he was up there with the with the white boy. He was like, "Yo, he's like, um, how do you, how do you afford this life? Like, how do you live this life?" And was like, "You know, money is easy." He's like, "Money comes and goes, yo." He's like, "But life is even easier." He's like, "What do you mean?" He's like. You make choices and you don't look back. And that was that that phrase right there has stuck with me to this day. Whenever I'm faced with something and I'm just like, well, this could potentially fuck something up. How bad do I want to fuck up? Make my choice. Don't look back. Yeah. It's like once you make your choices, you can't turn around and be like, ah, no. We actually just had a conversation about that because that was something that I learned from a lot of my previous relationships. Are there relationships or entanglements or situations? Um, yes. But <laughs> <laughs> true, yeah. Oh, true. Oh, true. Um, but like, cause these guys would make a decision, right, where they're like, "Hey, I don't want to see you anymore," and I'm like, "Are you sure?" And they're like, "Yes," and I'm like, "Okay," and that's the decision that you've made, and that's what we're standing by until you converse with me otherwise. Like, I'm not gonna do some like half-ass bullshit because you slip up, and now all of a sudden you're in bed with me anymore. Like, yeah. that's not happening. You decided you wanted to be friends. That's what we're doing. But that, but on the on the converse side of that, that's also what helped me find closure with a lot of like my my ex that I was on and off with for like what's five and a half six years right out of high school. The one thing that helped me cope with that was that once I like that that line, you make choices and you don't look back. Mm-hmm. Understanding that that person made that conscious decision to not no longer love you or no longer be with you. You know, it sucks. You 100%. Have to, you yeah. have to sit there like, well, oh, fuck, don't she fucking love me? Though. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, well, I didn't do that. I was like, fuck, this hurts. I'm going to go to the gym. <laughs> the bench for the fourth day in a row. 
and then um but yet understanding that people that people the people you surround yourself with have the same amount of power and ability to make the same choices that yeah, you do. Yeah, hundred percent. And that's what, and then that's the where your closure part comes. You're just like, well, fuck, that shit sucks. But they made a decision. It's a decision. To, yeah. You can't force somebody to make a decision. Exactly. I tried it. Doesn't work. Yep. No, I tried it a lot of times. It doesn't fucking work. <laughs> and it doesn't work to convince. Like you shouldn't have to convince anybody. No. Yeah. Like that's the same thing with watching friends spiral. Like you shouldn't have to convince somebody to get their life together. Like you can have a conversation with them, but you shouldn't have to sit there and be like you are about to fucking hit rock bottom so hard. Like, you should maybe not do that. Like, there should be no convincing. Like, if they have been made aware of the situation, like, that's not on you anymore. It's their, it's their decision, decision. To, to continue down the path. And that's when <laughs> Roland was... That, once I found out that Roland was... Once I felt that he had given up on me, he didn't really give up on me. He just stopped trying to make me make that choice. And he was just like, bro, you had to fucking go through it. Like, I can't sit here and make your decisions exactly. for you. He's like, I had to let you go. You had to face plant at the bottom of Bikini Bottom, and then then <laughs> your way back up the fucking bus. What? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that one. And he was like, and then fast forward three years, he's like, "Well, I'm glad you got your head out of your ass." Well, because that's the thing. Like, I can tell you that you're fucking up. You know that you're fucking up. Once you're done fucking up, I'll be here for you. But I can't make that decision for you to stop fucking up. Yeah. So it's like exactly. And some people need to fuck up. I needed to fuck yeah, up. Same. I needed to hit rock bottom as hard as I could to learn a lesson because I'm a hard learner. <laughs> Me too. No, I need to like experience stuff like firsthand. So otherwise, I just I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'm not you. Yeah. And then I do the same thing, and I'm like, I'm, I am you. I'm so mature. I don't need to hear this information. <laughs> and then I do exactly what I'm not supposed to be doing, and then I get upset about it. But it's like, it's my own damn fault. <laughs> yeah. Casey, how long how long was I uh, bothering you with my bullshit after? Like what? Three months. That's it. Was it? Was oh it three months? Like no, I, <laughs> I think it was like actually I don't even think it was three months. I just think I came to the I came to the gym every day with some different bullshit. Mm-hmm. And Casey just looks at me and he's like, What the fuck are you doing? It literally got to a point where I was like, Yeah, she's stupid. Okay, nice. Like, I don't know what to say anymore. <laughs> I can only say the same thing every yeah. so many times. I can't <laughs> suck. And she's like, Well, she sucks. I I get it, Casey. But I'm toxic. (laughs) Marcus, it was like a progression because he would come in and say something. And like, at first I was like, okay, well, what are you getting from her that you can't get from other people? What's your draw to her? What's her draw to you? Tell me all about your relationship and let's talk about this. You know, here's honesty. Talk to honesty. (laughs) You know, my therapist comes out and then it got so bad. It was like months in and he's like, yeah, so, and then she, and I was like, yeah, she sucks. All right, anyways, um, you want to go bench or what? Next set. <laughs> and then I just came to the gym and, what are we doing today? Not doing that. I'm going to go bench and then leave. Like, it got to the point where it was just like, it was just consuming so much of your mental capacity. Mm-hmm, and you yeah. were just like, have you ever had something like consume you and you just, you felt incapacitated? Like, you yeah. just, you couldn't move, you couldn't. Talk to people, you ignore text messages, phone calls, you didn't eat. Yeah. Like shit like that. There's I'm some... familiar with that, yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good friend of mine. Yeah. yeah. No. She's <laughs> been around every once in a while. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, I didn't get to that point because the gym has been the. There was one of my places of therapy because, mm-hmm. one, I don't believe in psychiatrists and psychics or, you know, going to see somebody like that. Um, I just took everything I had and put it into the weights because. They're going to tell you the truth no matter what. Either you're strong enough to get it up or you're not. So, yeah. Um, I put all of my energy and effort into the gym. There was a point in time in my life where I was, I was literally training seven days a week. Yeah. I would train 
I did like a bodybuilding bro split. I was like chest, shoulders, back, arms, legs, and then chest, shoulders, back, arms, like straight through yeah. all the time. Well, I just went through a really bad depressive episode uh, for a few weeks, and I didn't take a day off from the gym for, I think, 12 or 13 days in a row. I just kept going. And it was stupid, because I was like, it's su- it's super annoying, because you're self-aware of what's happening, and my body fucking hurt. Your body hated you for Yeah, it. and... Once you took that, those two days, that, once you took, because when you're in a split, when you're in a, a split like that, actually, it's not even a split, when you're in a stretch like that, and you take that one day off, your body's like, yeah, we're not going back for a while. No, literally, yeah. So, I took Friday, Saturday, and today off for the first time in, like, 13 days, and my body's like, thank Shit, I God. Shit, I I was sleeping all day today. I guess I'm home from work. So I was like, I, had, I was on the phone with my boss this morning. I was going to work. Had to tell her about the situation. She was like, yeah, don't go to work. I like, I'll call you in the morning and let you know if you can go back to work. I was like, what do you, what, like, what? I was like, but I'm not going to tell you that I'm not going to go back to work. I'm going the fuck home. So I went home and I was like, you know what? I'm going to eat. I'm going to play a couple matches of Warzone. And then I'm going to go to the gym. I ate, laid in bed, watched TikTok for three hours, took a nap. <laughs> Woke up, watched, watched more TikTok, ate again. Now I'm here. Wow, what a day. What a fucking day. Are you day. okay? Like, that's a lot. That's a lot of day. No, I'm not because I haven't had the gym or Call of Duty yet. So, day's not complete well, until both of those are set. Good thing that your time's up because then Woo! you can go play Call of Duty. Yeah, well, a good thing that my gym is 24 hours too, so. Yeet! Do you have any last bits of advice for anybody who maybe, like, could relate to a lot of the things that you said today? Just make a conscious decision to be better and don't suck. Wow. I like it. What's your Instagram handle? Mr. Valdez with two Zs underscore. Don't forget the underscore. Actually, don't. if you just go in there and type in Marquise Watkins, don't ask me about the Marquise Watkins. Just go in there and type in Marquise Watkins or Mr. Valdez with two Zs. It'll be the big Asian guy that's doing a squat with a little two. And the underscore. Don't, don't forget. forget the freaking underscore. <laughs> or you can go on Casey's story and find me any any day that this that's true. person I, is in there. I so. tag him in my story like nine days out of the week. Tell your friends! Tell your friends!